So as is customary, I had a, another idea immediately after I hit uh, stop record from yesterday's episode. And, you know, I'm trying to keep these in kind of bite-sized morsels. The last thing I want to do is blather and do a lot of throat clearing. I like them to be short and sweet. I don't need to give you a bunch of setup and background. I just like to go and say, here's the, what I'm thinking about. Because um, no one cares about story. And so I was thinking about stop orders and how essential they are for my style of trading. Um, and how as a t it's almost like one of those Swiss Army knives, basically, of trading. They serve so many purposes, right? Because you can use them to enter the market and use them to remove risk, right? You, you, you put your buy stop in above the market. Market trades at or through the stop. You get filled. Market moves on. You put your protective stop. By the grace of God, the market keeps moving up and up and up, and then you can trail it with structure, trail with an ATR. I don't care if you trail it with your favorite number for all. It doesn't matter to me, but nonetheless, you can keep moving up that protective sell stop below the market and trail so that if it does do a reversal, you get to walk away with some of your profits. And man, if it's just that easy, if you can just learn to trust the orders, um, you end up making more money than you think you can make by not meddling, right? And how many times have you read in any number of books, especially in Market Wizards, where the traders who at the time were probably doing mostly phone execution said the most money they made was when they sat on their hands, meaning they didn't try to meddle with a trade that was working and take it off thinking, hey, I have to be reasonable. I'm up 25% in the trade. Well, guess what? If it's going to be up 50%, it has to have been up 25%. So... You know, I don't. I don't necessarily think I'm an authority on the on that issue. But when you think about it from a logical standpoint, right? You're going to try to make 20% uh, of your risk capital on a particular trade. It has to have been up 10% first. Mathematically, it's not possible for the for the latter, if not the former. And so, I started to think about how if you just deployed these types of tactics using the stops, you can remove so much. And so much of successful trading in my mind's eye is to remove what's, you know, not essential to the day-to-day. -day. Um, and that your job is to be a sous chef. Your job is to actually trim the fat. I don't think it's about trying to find the next best idea. In fact, I would go so far as to say your job is to disqualify as much as possible, as most trades are suboptimal. And so rake through the data, go through the data, and find every particular reason, even if one hair is out of line, to disqualify the trade. And when you do that and you stop thinking in terms of dollar signs and you think in terms of percentages, life becomes very peaceful because now you can rely on your stops to enter and exit and you can disqualify names. Do you get it right all the time? No, but I don't think you have to, right? You can, you can color outside the lines. You don't have to get every single one. Now, if you're completely anal, good luck with that because you're going to have a hard time trying to catch every move. But I can't tell you how many times I consult to people who are just following too many names. And what happens is they get frozen with indecision. It's like when you send a six-year-old to the refrigerator to get a drink. You got milk, juice, water, soda, you know, whatever. There's too many things to, to choose from. If you keep it simple you're going to find you're going to have a lot more peace. And in my opinion, that's at least the start of something. You can always make it more complicated later. You know, start with longer time frames, intermediate to longer term trends, use your stops to enter and exit the market and have peace at least around a process and give yourself room to be a human, give yourself room to evolve. 
But when you try to be too many things to yourself, right? Because they say, oh, you can't, you, you can't be everything to everybody. That's right. Well, you can't do it to yourself either. It's like, I want to trade options like AJ Saliba. I want to trade futures like Ed Sakota. I want to build systems like some guy who does HFT. I want to do all of that. Well, maybe in all due time, but I would pick one thing first and then go from there. And if you're doing it from home, start with the longer term time frames because they're easier to manipulate. It's easier to do that when time is on your side. If you're trying to trade short term stuff from home, I wouldn't do that. Not to start. I'd say you certainly can evolve to it. But at the beginning, give yourself some room to breathe. Give yourself to, some room to have bad timing. Give yourself some room to have some, you know, make some mistakes and do it and trade small so that you can come back tomorrow, right? You, your goal is to try to make it through anywhere between one, two, three years intact, you know? So it's very difficult if you put uh, unreasonable expectations on yourself. And I think one of the ways you can make it easier is to remove the stuff that's not essential. And you don't need 45 different things going on in the back of your mind, and you don't have to follow 700 names. So cut your list, keep it manageable, and enter the market with stops. It's not going to kill you. You'll learn a lot in the process, you see? And then, two, you preserve your capital. If you take too big of a hit on any one name, you're going to lose both your nerve, you're going to lose your confidence. Worse, if you lose your capital, then you're completely out of it. Because now you, you have no clue what you're doing. You have no confidence to even come back to the game because you're trading with scared money, right? So all of this kind of adds up. And, you know, just, you know, try to have a good attitude about things. Because if you keep persisting and you do it little by little, sooner or later, you're going to gain experience. That experience is invaluable. But you have to be there to get the experience, and this is, you know, about keeping it simple. Anyway, you can get your copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading if you don't have it by yet by going over to martinchronicle.com. As always, I want to thank you for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow.